What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. waiting on you bud oh i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry hello everybody and welcome to episode number four of the confused breakfast podcast do you remember the pure joy and excitement of a trip to the local movie rental store as a young kid the excitement of walking up and down the aisles browsing the names and the artwork and finally deciding on the movie you were going to make your parents rent for you yes it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't have to even get off of your couch but there was truly something special about making that trip as a child wishing you were big enough to pick out a movie on your own and falling in love with it when you get home on this podcast we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from the movie rental store era to see if they still hold up i'm your host mike schulte and joining me as always my best friends in the entire world in the history of my entire world sean Pryor and aj vince how the heck are you wow i feel really good after that statement right now i really like i really like your deftone shirt (laughs) it's a nice shirt right yeah i like that a lot do you like the peanut butter porter i brought you um 100 percent oh good just checking out can i have a little yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You need some. Yeah. This is great. You, you pour yourself a peanut butter porter. Yeah. Let's 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 do review time. I'd like do a, it. I'd like some sort of a what do you call it? Like a stinger. Here it goes. It goes. Review time. Boom. And then we'll just use that from here on out. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. I cool. Love it. There it is. All right. So this one comes from our uh, good friend Amanda Shank. Hey. Yeah. Remember Amanda? Hey. She's great. On she wrote this on our Facebook page, which is at Confused Breakfast. The yeah, Confused the, Breakfast? At, uh, at, just Confused Breakfast. Okay, you can yeah. check us out on the Facebook page. You can leave reviews there. This was her review. She said, so fucking funny. Perfect <laughs> pod to listen to while I'm having my morning coffee. Can confirm there was a crush on Thackeray Binks. Hell yeah. Okay. I knew it. We got it. I knew it. Confirmation, gentlemen. I mean, I mean we can't be the only men, let alone women, <laughs> who had a crush on Thackeray Binks. It's, it's very true. I also had a friend, uh, good friend, Adam Johnson, uh, actually in Atlanta has been listening to the show. He's a big fan. And he was yelling at us when we wouldn't, we didn't know who Thackeray Banks's character was because <laughs> he's like, it's so-and-so from NCS and NCIS. And I'm like, I don't watch NCIS. Oh, so I don't know. I'm very sorry, Adam. I love you. And I'll try to make it up to you. Yeah. But yeah, th- thanks everybody that's been reviewing us. It's been going so well. Everybody's been listening. We appreciate it. Don't uh, forget to drop that review on Facebook or on your favorite podcast platform, probably Apple Podcast, and we'll read it on air. It's as simple as that. I mean, yeah, yes. uh, just that's your incentive. We we will give you a shout out if you just say something nice about us. These are clearly not made up. No, no. Normally, I would make these reviews up myself. These are real people. <laughs> these they are. We're only three episodes in. Like, I mean, if we had made one up, it would have been the first episode. Completely. So I'm just saying. So, uh, again, leave us a review if you can. But um, today we are, um, well, let's let's just put it this way. So the Lethal Weapon episode clearly transitioned us straight from Halloween to Christmas. We've already established this. That's natural. 
but you know, like Thanksgiving, it's great and all, but it's definitely not my favorite holiday. It always seems to get skipped over as made evident by the general lack of movies. If you can't make movies about a holiday, like it's just not that important, right? There are a lot of mm. autumnal color loving people out there screaming at you right now, Mike. I, I, what all I can think of is planes, trains, and automobiles. That's the only like Thanksgiving movie I can think of. Is there? Am I missing some? I, or do you love Thanksgiving? What's up with it? What is the one that's like Thanks Killing or whatever with the turkey <laughs> you and, the, and the soft core? I, I think that's just like, like what is it <laughs> with the turkey and the soft? You say no more. Yeah, I have I mean, not seen guess, that one. You guys. I mean, sounds like sounds like uh, you know Thanksgiving at Sean's house. Anyways, I mean, so. I've seen it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I own it. Yeah. I own the Blu-ray. I've, I've met the filmmakers. No, it's not a big deal. Okay. Uh, wow. I, yeah, maybe the Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving, the fake trailer in Grindhouse, like, is the only thing okay. that like my brain goes to. That that's because I'm fucked up. But so that just means it's not that great of a holiday. That means <laughs> that's really what it means, right? <laughs> I mean, I think I think like it might be hard to like make a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, that's true because it's. Because there's no traditions. There's it's, nothing special about it's, it. You just eat. And you, you just, just pick out. And I think I'm maybe even in this movie, there there is a maybe, maybe a Thanksgiving scene. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, because there's a, there's a scene where they're eating all together they're, they're in a, kinda, in a yeah. group. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. do, you, do you guys have any traditions like like that you've done as a child for Thanksgiving? Like, do you go, Sean? You you look like a Black Friday shopper to me. Like, I feel like that's <laughs> something that you've always done growing up. No, not even one bit. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've partaken, um, but um, no, not uh, not not a big uh, getting up early kind of guy. If I don't have to. <laughs> And the, the biggest thing I think about like Thanksgiving, I think it's like there's a certain age that most kids reach that they they feel like they should say they like Thanksgiving more because then they don't look so like selfish when they're like, yeah, I can't wait for fucking presents. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but that's why like, like, Halloween, you get candy, yeah. Christmas, you get presents. What do you get on Thanksgiving? You get yeah. your your grandpa coming over to eat and then like fall asleep on you the fall couch, asleep on the couch. You know, most people fall asleep on the couch. And I, I think you get nap time for Thanksgiving. That's I think true. that's the gift. That's given, you know. <laughs> I, there, there is one thing though. I do remember. I do remember about Thanksgiving because Black Friday is like the day after, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. It, okay. And so the the paper had all of the ads from Toys R Us, from Menards. That is I true. Didn't look at, but like my mom would have them and be like, okay, well, see, here's the here's the Toys R Us ad. Just leave me alone for a bit. And I'd look at that and I'd circle shit. Yep. And then give it back to her and she's like, okay, I see what you did there. So that's what I remember about Thanksgiving. No, I remember that too. I remember going through and circling all the all the toys I uh, wouldn't get for Christmas too. <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely what I did. On <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we should, I'm going to, I'm going to table that talk because I think when our, on our upcoming Christmas episodes, yeah. I think we got to talk about the gifts that we always wanted that oh, we never yeah. got. Oh God. Yeah. And the like reason we are the way we are now. Correct, because I guarantee each of us has a gift that we wanted every single year and we never got. And Probably. we're not going to, don't, don't say it, save no. it, save it, tune back in for the Christmas episodes. Yeah, you got to come through. <laughs> the one thing I remember most about Thanksgiving is number one, my, my sweet younger brother, Tom Schulte was, was born on Thanksgiving. Uh, Thomas, oh. Yes, Thomas Schulte. But also, um, uh, that was the first time I ever got to have wine. Like, I think oh. I was like 17. Oh. oh, really? And they're like, you can have one glass of wine with the Thanksgiving dinner. And it was my parents. I love my parents, but they would always buy box wine. <laughs> so it was like, so <laughs> then yeah, they'd go to is. sleep. They'd all fall asleep from cool. Thanksgiving, you know, food. And I'd be like, I'm going to take one more glass of that box wine. Nobody's <laughs> going to notice. No one will I'm know. feeling a little funny. And yeah. I think it's because of that Ferenzi. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I think the cranberry sauce talking. <laughs> hey. they've, they've increased their, uh, their love for wine. They've, they've picked 
some better wines than sure. the Franzia. But sure. back then, it was the Franzia. That's hey, what everyone's got to start somewhere. Start at the bottom, and now we're here. You All said right. you said it's not uh, cranberry sauce. That reminded me of a of a Thanksgiving movie. Okay. I'm sorry that I failed to mention. Um, and it's escaping me right now. Blood. <laughs> Blood something. Oh, Blood sport is not. Oh, I can see it in my head, and it's gone. It's it's a it's a slasher movie, and the tagline is it's not. It's not cranberry sauce because it's because it's, oh, it's blood. Yeah, my only th- other thing was uh, uh, Thanksgiving. We definitely got kids wine. Oh, and we still oh, yeah. we still like me and my brothers will still keep that tradition going. We'll get a bottle of cold duck. That you're like Welch's, Welch's <laughs> grape, like everything, like pretty good. I, yeah, we would, we still do that actually. So, well, you can only imagine how sweet that uh, upcoming next Thanksgiving feast would taste for the main character in our movie for today's episode. Mm. So happy to be talking about the one, the only 1988 classic film, Big, starring oh Thomas Hanks. Thomas oh my God, P. Hanks. this is I love. This movie, Sean. Before you tell us how much you love it, okay, let's do your due diligence here. You tell us all about what we need to know in this movie. You motherfucking bet. <laughs> uh, so, 1988, produced by James L. Brooks and Robert Robert Greenhut, uh, written by Gary Ross and Ann Spielberg. And does that sound familiar? Because it should. Uh, that is Steven Spielberg's sister. Oh, uh, oh directed by him. directed by Penny Marshall, shot by Barry Sonnenfeld, and music by fucking Howard Shore. This movie stacked. Yeah. Already, it was initially actually written for Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg to do as a team because of Ann Spielberg. But uh, I think he was Spielberg was working on something else, or he's like, <laughs> "I'm fucking Steven Spielberg." <laughs> no, no, please. It's uh, <laughs> Penny Marshall actually became the first female filmmaker to gross over 100 million dollars at the box office, uh, and and that's in 1998 or 1988. And that, I mean, obviously, it's been surpassed. Probably with like Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Well, and then but Penny, of course, went on to star in Hocus Pocus. Our that's our, right. Our movie right. from episode one. That's right. We can't we can't forget <laughs> about that. Uh, which actually inspired this episode. So. Yes. Uh, it was nominated nominated for best screenplay and for best actor, if you can believe it. Tom Hanks. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Hanks actually won the Golden Globe for best actor, which. Really surprised me, but like rewatching the movie, I'm just like, he is really fucking good, though. Like, I know, I know it's like cliche because it's Tom Hanks and he's America's father, but America's father, it, he's really good in this movie. The film had trouble getting going, if you can imagine, like every other movie we've ever covered, <laughs> every movie in history. Uh, it had trouble getting going until actually Robert De Niro uh, wanted to play Josh in the movie. Uh, Robert De Niro ultimately backed out, and Hanks' schedule cleared up. I think he was doing. Um, Dragna and uh, one other movie at the time and uh, his schedule kind of cleared up so he could do it um, Also considered for Josh was John Travolta, but he was considered box office poison in 1988. Are you serious? <laughs> and I don't think that would be lifted until Pulp Fiction to be honest wow. um, Tom Hanks and Jared Rushton uh, Jared Rushton who plays um, uh, Redhead kid in the movie Billy Billy my bad uh, Tom Hanks and Jared Rushton and David Moscow, who plays young Josh, were actually very good friends. Hanks and Moscow prepared for uh, their roles together, like they would get together and um, uh, go over lines and just kind of get the character of Joshua down. And um, all three of them were like just put in a room with a bunch of toys just to see what they did. And that's kind of how they bonded and got along. I mean, I, I can't imagine nobody getting along, not anybody getting along with uh, Tom Hanks. But, you know, America's dad. Ex- I mean, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you hate your dads, but not this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. Robert Loggia and Tom Hanks were determined to get the piano scene right, actually, because of the uh, uh, famous piano scene in this movie. They, they uh, brought in uh, stunt people or they, they showed up on set and noticed that there were stunt people there like uh, in their uh, costumes ready to do the scene for them. But they were determined uh, to do the scene themselves and make it as authentic as possible. Um, and yeah, I mean, this movie, uh, it came out, had really, really good reviews. It made a lot of money at the box office. It was a genuinely uh, successful movie. And um, we are all the better for it, uh, I think. Well, I, yeah, I agree. And as we mentioned on the last episode, uh, we have our weird and wacky ways of deciding what movie we're going to talk about, which, of course, we're not going to bore you with. But ultimately, this was Sean's pick. Yeah, so, no. Sean, Sean, you get to start us off. And what was your first memory of it? Um, I, I think it might've been a VHS that we had, but I know that it was like a reoccurring movie in our household and we'll get to it. But some of the, um, music and some of the scenes early on, like kind of freaked me out. And then, then when Tom Hanks gets on screen, you're just like, Oh, I have a smile automatically. (laughs) Uh, so I think, uh, I think it had to just been when I was a kid and I very, very, very early, uh, in my childhood, like maybe two or three watching this movie with my brother all the time, just on repeat. So what about you, AG? 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 Yes. Uh, hard G on my, on my. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, it's hard to think about the very first time, um, seeing this. I do remember like the art, like him with his, like him on the piano. Oh yeah. You know, iconic. Yeah. Right. And, um, but I don't think I don't know if I ever necessarily rented this. This is like uh, this is a movie that we, I know we watched as like some of the family was together, and so uh, I remember watching this like laying on the floor and stuff. And we did like movie night, and we had like some popcorn or something, and and like it's like we knew it was going to come on TBS or something. You know what I mean? But like we didn't rent the we didn't rent the VHS. Um, and then I remember watching it like later on, like renting the DVD, like uh, with uh, one of my brothers. And I remember us watching that and doing the exact same thing again. Like we had snacks, we had so like it's the a candy. group family it's movie. A, it is, and like it's so good. And every time, this is one of those movies that like any time it comes on TV, you just immediately get halted yep. by what you're doing. And before you know it, you've been standing for 20 minutes in the living room, <laughs> just in front of your TV, holding the remote well, like you're going to turn it off. Because we always stand up when we change channels <laughs> with our remote. Right? Correct. Yeah. Because you're just like, wait, wait. <laughs> Oh, is that big? Oh, nice. Okay. And then you just kind of, you just kind of zone out there. <laughs> and then you realize your mouth hurts because you've been smiling so much. Yeah. And then, and then it all starts because your mouth is agape after the end of the movie, because what you realize just happened. Oh yeah. But we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I know. I know for me, this was definitely a doy TV rental. I was know it? this for a fact. All right. uh, I think my parents, if, if I can remember correctly, my parents were going out for the evening and they needed us to pick out some movies for like babysitter time, yeah. you know? Um, and I want to say my babysitter might've been the one that picked it out. Perhaps, you know, it's a fan, you know, kids, everybody loves it. And I, I definitely remember, um, the magical nature of the film. I, I always fall in love with the movies 
that like made it seem cool, like that you wanted to do as a kid. So yeah, like like yeah. blank check, everybody wanted oh, to be the oh, kid man. in blank right. check. Same for this, like being able to buy all that stuff and yeah. like be an adult. So I remember that that would be so cool. That would be so cool. Um, so I definitely remember renting this on very many uh, numerous occasions after that because I I love the movie and I love that magical nature. But what let, let's we got to do what we always do. We got to throw our rating, our, our pre our first time watching rating, Sean. First, first watch. What do you remember? I, I just like like Lethal Weapon. I just feel like this movie is a part of my DNA, and in that, I, I think I would have had to have given it maybe an eight to a solid nine and a half, like in that general area uh, of out of ten. So eight to nine and a half, solid, solid for the first few. What about you, AG? <laughs> uh, e- like when I, I'm, I've got to think back to when I was a kid and like watching this and I definitely liked it, but like there's something about it that was almost like too real for me and like who Billy was. <laughs> and scary, like, wasn't it's it? like, you're just like, man. And so, uh, like, but back then, like watching it, I think it was probably like, uh, like a six and a half or a seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I so. want to go solid eight as well. And I think it was. That idea of getting the privileges of being an adult, but still being a kid, all the toys you could ever want. Yeah. I would have gone perfect 10, but minus two points for Scary Zoltar Machine. Fucking Zoltar, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to we'll, the scary we'll, we'll moments get in this into movie. That. It, is, it like gets there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, as we do before we finally make that jump into the movie, um, AJ gets to, to treat us to some reviews, some Here positive, some negative reviews. <laughs> Let us know a portion of the show. <laughs> just saying, I, I really love this portion of the show. Yeah. Um, so to, to kick it off, uh, IMDb, IMDb seems like as we've been going through this and as like I've been doing more research on reviews and things like that for this show, you kind of realize like almost across the board, IMDb is just like. No, they like uh, rarely does a movie make it out of the sevens. Really? Like really rarely because there's so many people on IMDb averaging things out. So this is a 7.3 out of out of 10. Well, you know what sucks about IMDb? Just just a uh, a little caveat in here uh, is that they got rid of their message boards. That was the best. You could just like it's just people talking about movies like we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And we would get we would probably get so much research. Yes, we would. From IMDb alone, if that was still there. I don't know why they got rid of it. Um, so uh, they, they still have like full on reviews though, too. And like, so you could, you can make your review, but you can't talk about it. You know what I mean? Uh, Okay. So, um, you can just say if it's helpful or not. Mm. So, but honestly, like more or less across the board, this is, it's still pretty well received. Um, even, uh, even when we move over to the tomato meter. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This is actually our highest one uh, for the show thus far wow. uh, of the three we've done thus far. This is a ninety-seven percent on the tomato. Wow! Critic reviewed publishing. That's critical like reviews. Ninety-seven um, percent. Yes. What about audience? Audience reviews is at eighty-two percent. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So so, but they still like like we say they they do agree this this movie is is rad. For instance, uh, this is a uh, review from Mermat, June 5th, 2001. This charming, sweet, hilarious gem of a film works because Tom Hanks makes you believe that he is actually a small boy in the body of an adult. I think that's very true. Absolutely. Um, If we move on, we've got... uh, I I wanted to read the one... 
the the one hundred percent from USA Today. Unpretentious as it is, big takes you beyond laughter to where you live, and there's nothing small about that. Yeah, I guess. Hey, okay. yeah. Good. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, but the the Boston Globe. Uh, Big is an example of what has become rare in Hollywood, a self-confident comedy that transforms an old gimmick into a new vivid experience. It's as funny for the kids as it is for the adults. And for that reason alone, can't be recommended too highly. Hmm. Okay. 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 Um, now we all know that there's somebody out we there. Got just I, I'm got counting it. on you to find me a negative one. hate Please. on this stuff, right? <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, no, Nobody never wishes. Uh, uh, this is entitled. <laughs> There's no electricity to the machine. Yeah, he's not even work. plugged in. It doesn't even fucking work. Uh, doesn't even look like him. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't look like that kid. He doesn't look like Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> this is a two star rating because again, I only found one one star rating okay. and it wasn't worth my time. Okay. It was just like well, <laughs> um, you weren't you weren't you weren't crazy enough. If you're gonna leave one star, you better like we you better said go about our it. own show. You go. You for better it. go in for the jugular. All right, <laughs> and and so here's a two star review that did almost that. It's titled "Heterosexual White Boys Wet Dream." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, you could just say "boy." Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be. <laughs> I finally watched this big hit after years of avoiding it. The picture was apparently created in the te- in a test tube uh, based on all the fantasies that would appeal to adolescent white males. Okay. Now, all right. I, I gotta uh, agree. <laughs> Hollywood's gold standard for selling tickets. You know what? Wow. Harsh, man. That goes. To, I mean, we had so much more worse, more worser reviews on all these other movies. So, I mean, that just goes to show you this. This movie's tough to hate on. It is. I mean, we it, it it's tough. It's, I'm sure we can. It's tough in, in a certain aspect that we will get to that makes this movie that makes you that makes you just question reality i would say it makes you question reality it makes you question who you are as a person um 13 uh, <laughs> 13 is uh, what i'll say <laughs> all right you're not gonna let this go all, all right, right. Oh, man <laughs> well oh, there's some trouble <laughs> well i i'm trying to figure out another way to say without further ado because mm-hmm. that's everyone says that so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep trying i'm gonna say so Without waiting any longer, <laughs> we, shall, we shall get started on the movie in three, two, one. Thirteen-year-old Josh Baskin, who lives with his parents and infant sister Rachel in Cliffside Park, New Jersey, is told that he is too short for a carnival ride called the Super Loops while attempting to impress Cynthia Benson, an older girl. He inserts a coin into an unusual antique arcade fortune teller machine called Zoltar and makes a wish to be big. It dispenses a card stating your wish is granted, but Josh is spooked when he notices that it has been unplugged the entire time. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> All right. The the game that he's playing in the beginning uh, is a made-up game. It's not real. Right. Uh, let me see. I got the name of it here. Cavern yeah. of the Evil Wizard is yeah. what it's called. It's uh, not a real game. It's, it's not, not a thought real it was. Game. They they made it up for the, for the movie, and I I every time because it opens with with this. Yeah. 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 Um. Every time I saw it, I'm just like, what is that? 
And back then, I'm like, that looks like a fun game. That now, looks like the most amazing graphic yes, game I've ever seen. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> I, I can't wait to get my hands on that. Mom, Christmas, Thanksgiving, let's get that list. <laughs> um, but now I look at it, I'm like, <sighs> it's not a very cool game. He's walking, and he's walking. It's like he's, a... Oh, he's frozen. <laughs> uh, that, I guess that's it. And, like... It, he gets frozen. Is like the game over? Yeah, like they it's were, completely the re- over. The replayability of this fucking thing is nothing. <laughs> Insane. I mean, come on. <laughs> they did. Somebody did recreate the game to a certain extent after the whole movie was made because like people. Kept oh, okay, maybe that's it. what it was. Oh, wow. but that's literally what happened. They recreated a they version of it. it. Like they kind of made it because it was I mean? so popular. Right. Probably like, oh, right. I gotta play that game. Like, everyone was asking about it. and They wanted to know, and that's that's how it eventually happened. The so. the first note that I have on here is is that it brought this this brought back a rush of awkwardness to me because like when when Josh is trying to impress Cynthia mm-hmm. Cynthia Cynthia Benson and he does that thing where he like stands next to her and doesn't say anything <laughs> yeah and then kind of bumps into her is like oh hey how are you oh uh-huh. it, it brought back this terrible memory that I think oh. I've suppressed there there was a there was Everybody an older girl in. there was an this. older girl in St Louis named Lisa Banker that yep. like Jeez. was the very attractive girl in her school she was older. And we had a carnival at our school where I'm pretty sure like I did the exact same thing. (laughs) And she lived nearby the school and she said, do you want to come over to my house? And like, we'll get a a Coca-Cola and we'll talk to my mom. And I remember going there and then just being super awkward and being like, okay, I'm going to leave. And then I just left like the prettiest girl in school invited me over and I just go, okay, I better go back to get the Ferris wheel (laughs) tickets. My My mom's calling me. She's probably thinking like, wow, he just came over and stole my Coke and he left. So, wow, what a jerk. <laughs> it was it was very, very awkward. And thanks to Josh Baskin, uh, yeah. I got to relive that memory <laughs> of being at a carnival. <laughs> I have kind of a similar story. I'll, I'll, co- I'll go quick with it. Uh, Camp Wapsie here in oh, Iowa. Yeah. Um, cried the entire time. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, you know, just just suppressed pain there. That's whatever. Um, but the last day. I didn't cry whatsoever because it's the last day <laughs> and we were, they were having this whole dance. You could either like go to the dance. Or you could like do the inside kid thing over here. <laughs> and, uh, me and my friend, my friend that I just said, Hey, we're friends, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm like, Hey, we got to make this last day count. And so we're going to go to the dance portion, not the inside kid portion. <laughs> and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pick a girl and we're going to ask him to dance. And he's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and, uh, so I pick a girl, that virgin confidence. <laughs> uh, so I pick a girl. I go, I go up to her. I'm like, Hey, would you like to dance? And she's like, uh, chalk, like playing with chalk, like on the ground or some <laughs> shit like that. And I'm like, Hey, you want to dance? And immediately, like before I can get the tss, of the word dance out of my mouth. She's like, yes. I'm like, didn't expect that. <laughs> and so I chickened out and left. What? <laughs> you just go, I'll be right back. And then you ran away. Oh, no. That's what I did. It, it, this, this movie just sums that up to a T that awkwardness of being a young, like a gently teenager and like wishing that you were older. Cause it's such an awkward phase. <laughs> it is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show. I mean, that is my go-to movie even today. <laughs> it's still a great, it movie. works. You're married. I, Oh, I'm single, but <laughs> <laughs> it still works though. <laughs> One of the things that I noticed about like the opening sequence though too is uh, kind of before the carnival and whatnot is like it's <clears throat> him and Billy just being buds, yeah, being dude. boys, yeah, man, boys being boys, having a good time, baseball, baseball cards, got that one, got Singing that one, some need raps. that one, raps. He's even got his chores, the girls, you know. It's just like boys being boys. It's it's somehow they wrap up a childhood 
in in less than 60 seconds. You know what yeah. I mean? It's really interesting. They really do. They, yeah. they paint that picture pretty well. The casting yeah. is superb. Uh, Jared Rushton as Billy is... Billy yeah. Kopecky. Billy Kopecky. Maybe, I mean, it is the K-O-P. second... K-O-P. <laughs> <laughs> it's the second best performance in this movie to me. Like, he's really, really fucking good. And I, I was surprised to see, like, it, one, got nominated for any Oscars, but... Even Golden Globes, I don't, I didn't, I didn't see if he was nominated whatsoever, but he should have been because he is a supporting actor mm-hmm. and to the T definition of it because he's his fucking wingman. When when Josh is like, "Hey, I like that girl over there," he's like, "I'll find, I'll be on, I'm on the case. I'll find out whatever I can yep. about her." Yep. Yeah. he's fucking on it. Yeah, when you, like, I, I mean, we're friends like that. I would, I would imagine, right? <laughs> Yeah, shot. But that is a fucking great friend. I, I loved I love how they set up that camaraderie right away. Like this dude will do anything for him, you know. So yeah. there was also a scene in the extended there's an extended version that goes like thirty to forty minutes longer that I've never seen. Wow. I don't know where you find it might be on the th- on the DVD or I something. I think it's on the Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't watch it, but there there's a, a supposedly a scene that shows Billy's home life. And it's not right, good. Right. It's not good. Like he's he's just totally ignored. There's a lot of kids and mom and dad don't care. And that's how you um, that's how it, it shows that he's able to just leave and like go to the city. And okay. no one knows that he's there and no gotcha. one cares. And it shows that like uh, Josh was like his best friend in the whole world. Now Josh is gone. Right. And like Billy's got nothing. He doesn't have a good home life. So that was, I agree. Jared Rushton, um, classic kid role. He didn't do much, but he was honey, honey. I shrunk the kids. Right. Yes. He's an overboard. Yep. I'm surprised he didn't do more. Cause I mean, I no. thought he was a great actor. It's amazing. Yeah, apparently he, uh, I, I think I read somewhere he's, uh, focused on his music career. Now, uh, they named the band, which I should have wrote down so people can look it up. But, uh, yeah, I think he's just making music nowadays. Uh, but I also like, uh, at at the carnival, uh, when he he's just budging in line through everybody, and I know I know he's a little kid, but I guess you can budge in line for pussy, and people are just like, yeah, man, go for it. No, you know what? He needs this. You yeah. go get Cynthia Benson. You, you go you go, you go stand next to her and see if she notices, <laughs> which she does. But she does apparently like him quite a bit, you know. Uh, and it's one of the only times the dad is ever dude. Yeah, no. Thank you for bringing that up. I I think that. I think he leaves. I think this disrupts the family and they get divorced and he's <laughs> yeah. gone. I mean, something that's gotta be happens. it. Like he must've snapped or something because yeah. he is gone he's, from the fucking we never movie. see him again. He looks no. like a great dad. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Taking pictures, embarrassing his kid. Like he should, you know, like maybe he dad. got interrogated for like, uh, like supposedly they thought he did it. And then he just lost his mind. Right. and Just said, screw this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's there should be there should be cops scouring that place <laughs> that where they live and everything and just nope. nothing. We, nope. Not a thing. We'll get to it, but we the will. lack of <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the LAPD. I've got notes here. for that later on. <laughs> yes. My my big question for the opening before we move on is is I never saw carnivals like this when I was a kid. These rides are beyond that like anything incredible. I've ever seen in carnivals. Thing, those are some super, super cool loops. The super loops. Like are you kidding? Those that's that is dope. That thing will tear up your fucking brain. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and clearly you needed to be said said height to ride it, and sorry, right. Josh. Not but. to mention, he's probably, like, one of the nicest-looking carnies I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, this is top-tier carnival, like, that they've got going on here. He's fully clothed, but, like, pretty much all of his teeth. He's good, man. Like, hey, I'm just, a, I'm just a carnival barker dressed as a lumberjack pirate. That's right. <laughs> look at his look at his wardrobe. It is oh, outstanding. Yeah. It is yeah. it is 
It's disgusting. Oh God, yeah. No, so it. It, very, very interesting. I and you know, got to go to Jersey apparently for the good. Cliffside ones. Park, New Jersey. We <laughs> cannot move on without talking about how terribly creepy the Zoltar machine yeah. was. The that that creepy carnival circus music. The the Zoltar theme is and really the, cool. Yeah, like the mouth actually mm-hmm. opened it. And so I did read something. I didn't write it down, but supposedly that was a modified Zoltar. Like there there are Zoltar machines. It's 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 mm-hmm. based off of something, but it didn't have the wheels where you moved the ramp. You just basically put money in and made a wish. Yeah, it, I think it was gotcha. Zoltan at first. Zoltan. And uh, actually, I, I think I wrote down in my notes somewhere that in like 2007 of all years, I think. And I could be wrong about this, but I, I think I read this. 2007, they got the rights to the name Zoltar, and then they put out more machines cool. in 2007 that mm. said Zoltar like and big. Because there's one here locally uh, in Iowa at uh, a bar. <laughs> no and, way. That's and, right. And we, we visit it all the time. But, yeah, it, it doesn't work or anything, but it's a Zoltar machine right there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I, I think uh, it's very creepy. And leading up to this, honestly, most of the opening sequence, is it feels very much like a comic book. It feels like mm-hmm. if you look at it, it's very it's shot in very interesting angles, like like really interesting. The music is even very carnival esque, you know, like like it's very very like comic booky to me. The way like when he's walking down and you see that thing at the at the end of that corridor right. of other arcade machines, the way he it shows him when he's like too short to ride the thing. All these things, even when he afterwards when he jumps off the bed, is a, it's like it's like a comic book leading up to the moment until he's big. that's true. Yeah. It's almost like fantasy in the in the world. It's yeah. so it's so interesting to me. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. just kind of noticed that on my my rewatch. I no, agree. I, did that. I, and I I like um, when he's making the wish. Like, are, are people just making gen, general wishes, and it just pops out? Like, does, how can it listen? You know. But his wish is, I wish I were big. Mm. Let's rein in our wishes a little bit. Maybe make them a little <laughs> bit more detailed. But like, have a little co- have like some commas in our wishes. Maybe like, you're right. I wish I were big, but. I wish I were three inches taller. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I wish I were three That's inches. As simple as that. Not older, See, yeah, taller. Yeah, three inches, you know, taller. Not longer. Not like you don't. You know what I mean. You, you, I wish I were bigger. You know, I wish I were smaller. But I don't want to. I don't want to be too general with that. So <laughs> I got one more thing before we move on to uh, the storm, at like that starts brewing when he's making his wish and like when he goes to sleep and everything like that. Scared. That's the scene that scared me as a kid. Like the baby crying, which is the most fucking oh, vicious yeah. baby crying yeah. I've ever heard in my entire life. The baby and senses he, it, and he's just sleeping right through it. Yep. It's I guess the only thing that gets him to sleep, which is very disturbing. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know why, but that because I think it's the Zoltar theme mixed with like the rain and the baby. It really freaked me out as a kid. Oh. Supernatural forces at work, yeah, right. essentially. Yeah. Right. Because that thing was unplugged, guys. Mm-hmm. Can't it? Can't, can't it? Doesn't have power if it's not plugged in. Can't deny magic. Mm. Magic. All right, moving on. Scene two. The next morning, Josh has suddenly grown into a full-fledged adult. He tries to find the Zoltar machine only to see an empty field with the carnival having moved on. Returning home, he tries to explain his predicament to his mother, who refuses to listen and then threatens him, thinking he is a stranger who has kidnapped her son. Fleeing from her, he then finds his best friend, Billy, and convinces him of his identity by singing a rap, which only they know. (laughs) Can we can we can we just look at it from the mom's perspective? Oh man. This was yeah. I haven't seen this movie in maybe 8 to 10 years, right? And I used to always be like, why won't the mom believe him? Why <laughs> right. why like dude, right. like like look at he's got a birthmark like it's in the exact same spot like you should believe him, but 
I thought about it this time. <laughs> if a stranger comes into your house wearing your son's underwear, like that takes it to a whole nother level of creepy. Oh yeah. You cannot get past that as right. an adult, as a mom, like that is insanely traumatic. Oh yeah. And she's very convincing uh, in, in her terrified performance that she's got going on. Mm-hmm. Like almost, almost like, when I was younger, I'm like, she's really fucking annoying. Like, yeah. She's yelling her at, but like, no, you're right. Like if there's someone in your house, someone you've never seen before in your entire life, even if he looks a smidge okay, like maybe. your son, you know, like, fuck, that is terrifying. Wearing your child's underwear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and not to mention your husband's like giants, uh, uh, sweatshirt yeah. and, and sweatpants and stuff too. Cause that's where he had to go into he his went. dad's room, his parents' room oh, yeah. to get clothes that fit because he's trying to put on his jeans as a, like his kid <laughs> jeans and he's like falling all over the place. And so, so, um, I always thought like, I wonder if he wouldn't have left and then come back. Would there have maybe been any sort of different reaction? No. Like, let's assume she walked in the bedroom. Yeah, he was like, sleeping like, oh, in the bed. It's like, yeah. It's like, what the heck's going on? Yeah. I don't know, but. I did, he did come in the front door. Maybe that changes things. Yeah. Puts her on guard a little bit. He, he runs back out. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't wipe my feet. <laughs> <laughs> so this dude is clearly mentally insane. Right, right. It's just like, like, oh my god, you get the fuck out of here! Like so the wheel, wheeling the knife and everything, yeah. like, and, and then like the the crescendo of like her screaming at him, police. Oh and they still God. never show up. But nope. No. Right out the door he goes to not Billy. A, not a policeman in sight. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Go ahead, man. Oh, uh, when when he goes and sees Billy, they're uh, at b-ball practice, and Billy's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> he is really bad. <laughs> he's an indoor kid, too. He's an indoor. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, the coach is very i mean we don't get coaches like that anymore they're just like billy you suck today go go clean up the job can't say that anymore yeah. yeah yeah but when tom hanks or uh josh grown up now uh comes into the where the balls are and everything like that that's billy's what reaction yeah <laughs> is is like hey billy it's it's me it's me josh he's like Coach Bart! Coach Bart! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he freaks. His voice is just like iconic. It it's is. like he practiced being a human rape whistle instead of <laughs> D-ball. <laughs> he was better at that than basketball. Yeah, he really was. <laughs> so I always thought that they were playing dodgeball in the in the gym. Because if you look at it, he's cleaning up dodgeballs. Is he really? It, yeah, he's cleaning up dodgeballs. Like when he's putting stuff away, he's putting away like dodgeballs, not basketballs. And like <laughs> they were all no throwing sense. the balls at him and stuff like that. He's just getting like pegged with them, basically. He's like, yeah, we, it's basketball. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's what I always thought, though, I guess. But um, before that, it's like he, when he's riding back and he rides back to the the carnival thing yeah that's one of the shots that really creeped me out yep. it took me to this goonies vibe of yep. like sure very creepy like oh my gosh like it's what deserted he's yeah and this 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 idea of like there's there's no hope now like it was very creepy to me i mean i mean think about that though like the well, i think it was the zoltar machine now it's fucking gone yeah now you gotta go fill things out in triplicate <laughs> 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 yeah. i i love how how great tom, tom hanks does uh as acting like a acting like a kid even though he's big because think about that you, you as a kid you 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 know what your size is and he plays that perfectly like he's still the same person but all of a sudden now he's four foot taller right. right like and that's a whole way he's kind of like um like uh elf like right. por- portraying sure. a child as an adult is a really funny thing but i think it would be really hard to do mm-hmm. like 
to look weird as a grown up and still be a kid. But I also read that Tom Hanks would observe how young Joshua, they'd throw young Joshua in a scene and he would pretend to act it. And Tom Hanks would watch how he would act it, mm-hmm. and then he would try to mimic what young Joshua did. Right. Ah. So I think that would that was a really cool acting it's thing that Tom cool. Hanks put together. You, yeah. n- you notice it too, the way that that young Josh kind of puts his hands together, like his awkwardness <laughs> yes, and stuff. Exactly. And Tom Hanks kind of does that too. You know, he does <laughs> like this the way his toe, toe, toes point and stuff like that. <laughs> like it's really interesting to see. That's interesting you bring that up. Well, yeah, he's like bouncing his leg all nervously, like right. like kids do, like and like biting his nails and shit like that. The, the, the little the little small details you notice it, it <laughs> makes it really really worth it yeah and for for years and years of just being able to jump into the bottom bunk of his bunk bed he tries to do that but hits his head because it's just an unconscious thing that he can just oh, go right, right into the bunk bed but <laughs> that, now that was when i yeah yeah there you go yes yes <laughs> and who, who's in the top bunk like, no one why do you have a bunk bed it's yeah. just a thing he likes, apparently. Yeah, I guess. he's got a thing for bunk beds, man. Like maybe, maybe his parents are future proofing for like when we're back. I don't know. Oh yeah, <laughs> they only got the one room, anyways, right? Hey, because, that's true. That's yeah, very true. And he and he does buy a bunk bed later on for yeah. no reason. It's true. It's for when he can have sleepovers, man. <laughs> oh, uh, for sleepovers. Yeah. <laughs> me, and, me and my brother had my brother had a bunk bed in his room, but like I think he would just like change which bed he slept in depending okay. on what mood he was in. Yeah, makes sense. Was yeah. he was he older? No, younger. Mine was older. Always top. Always ties. I always had the bottom. I had the bottom yep. when I was younger. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking brothers. Fucking brothers. Stupid ass brothers. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. So moving on. Scene three. With Billy's help, he learns that will take at least six weeks to find the Zoltar machine again. So Josh rents a flop house room in New York City and gets a job as a data entry clerk at the McMillan Toy Company. Josh meets the company's owner, Mr. McMillan, at FAO Schwartz and impresses him with his insight into current toys and his childlike enthusiasm. They play an iconic duet with a foot-operated electronic keyboard. McMillan invites Josh to a massive marketing campaign pitch meeting with the senior executives. (laughs) Unimpressed with the toy, Josh shocks and challenges the executives and earns the animosity of Paul Davenport, the pitch's leader. Pleased, Mr. McMillan promotes Josh to his dream job, getting paid to test toys as vice president in charge of product development. <laughs> lot, <laughs> lot happens there. A lot going on. A lot going on. Lots going on here at this, lot guys. going on. We should start from the beginning. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so we're introduced to old New York. <laughs> yep. Right the fuck away. <laughs> very, very viscerally with the, with, with the fucking guy <laughs> muttering, kill the bitch. Kill her with a knife. Kill the bitch. Kill, kill it. Kill her with a knife. Just walking by. Jesus. That is our establishing shot. <laughs> and that is terrifying. I didn't know he was saying that until I, until I, this rewatch and I put on the subtitles like, oh my God. Yeah, I know. Uh, the subtitles really help. Like, do you guys put on the subtitles like when you're watching? Oh, oh yeah. I, I do. And it like really helps. So you're just like, gosh, is that they what they've been saying? The <laughs> like, you know, you don't put it together, but it's like, ew. so I'm thinking about like, this was 1988. So I was, uh, I was six years old. So I probably saw it when I was like seven or eight. And I was thinking I was uh, one of the older neighborhood kids told me that there was a black hole on the side of his house. Cause it was like really dark behind this pine tree. So at night I thought there was a black hole by his house and I was terribly frightened of that. 
Like, I couldn't imagine, if I was scared of a fake black hole on the side of someone's house, how could I stay in a flop house in New oh, York City yeah. with that going on and gunshots out the window? Dude. That is terrifying. And it doesn't phase Billy whatsoever. No, Billy's up. See, again, his home life it's is shocking. I, and right. I, I mean, guess he's been to the city n- numerous times for, like, probably court hearings, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, but, like, he's, it just doesn't phase him whatsoever. Then Billy had to then leave by himself yeah. to somehow <laughs> yes. get back to his he's house. Good with it man he's good with it like he he doesn't have any issues and he's like he's like this place are you sure and he's like yeah it's religious saint james or whatever <laughs> and <it's just> like, <laughs> i thought i thought like like first of all this must be like the brother like the the rundown brother of the carney we saw in the beginning or something <laughs> i don't know and then then they have a deposit on the sheets did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that dude was super creepy looking, if that's creepy. the one you're talking about. Yeah, no so teeth. No like teeth. No the front belch teeth. intro. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, man, this is so messed up. But Josh chuckles at it. The belch. <laughs> yeah, he <did>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stop it. Stop it. Be serious. Be serious. Well, I, I, I think I think Billy dresses like me, too. Like, he's got he's got a Frankenstein shirt on. He's got a plaid outer shirt. He's just wearing jeans. Like a, a bomber jacket and type And a bomber thing. jacket. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, th- it's, it, I think it might be. Me. Feels you, I think yeah. yeah. I get that. Definitely couldn't walk on the streets of New York alone with gunshots blaring no, no. outside. <laughs> well, this is a fictional movie, so you know. right. is it really? Yeah. Wait, what? Based on real life? Oh, the, I don't know, man. A lot of this seems like I don't know. Like it's very plausible. Yeah. Well, and we're starting to get into some of these really great uh, like interactions between now older Josh and still young Billy. One of my favorite ones was, I think it was at the interview for the job. The lady at the receptionist says, "Your son can wait here." <laughs> and he goes, he goes. Oh, uh, yeah, stay here, son, and don't give the lady any trouble now. And he goes, sure, Dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, yeah. that's, and they're kind of chuckling. They're laughing. This is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> for father and son. Gives like, him his fucking uh, locker number as a social security. <laughs> yeah. And Larry's like, your uh, social was missing a couple numbers. He was like, oh, uh, one, two. You, well, oh, and, oh, so. Yeah, yes, you got this? Yes. He says, okay. he says oh, 12. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, he's like. He Zero, says O oh, twice. One, two. No, because he missed, he gave him five numbers. He goes, okay. You're missing four numbers. And he goes, Oh, oh. Or you said you're missing some. And apparently he wrote down five numbers. Yeah. So he goes, Oh, oh, 12. 12. So, <laughs> so the guy thinks it was zero, zero, 12. Yeah. Just a happy accident. <laughs> well, so and, good. and how Zero, did they not like 12. run that? Do, do they not run that and like be like, This is not a person? Like, yeah. how does he get hired? Exactly. Exactly. Like, there's apparently it's just like, Way more lax back then, you know. They didn't care. <laughs> they didn't give it. Yeah. Uh, to to add on to uh, Tom Hanks's performance too, uh, just like the little details of a thirteen year old inside of this fella. Ooh, never mind. I don't want to say that. Um, Whoa! As a grown chill. up thirteen year old, uh, even like talking to. Um, like attendance or something like that. Like there, there's like a shield in front of one guy when he's trying to get information and he's like, and he's standing, he's like on, on his uh, uh, tippy toes looking at him like as he's talking because he's realizing that he's tall yeah. and he's using it now. Yeah. It's so subtle, but so cool. Right. I think another one of the things he wants to go into computers and like, <clears throat> he's still acting like a child this entire time. And, uh, have we gotten to when he, he gets paid yet? Have well, we yeah. To- so, so that's in this scene. Cause you <laughs> also get to meet John Lovitz, right? That's right. John Lovitz, you, you, you lovable, hateable piece of shit. I love John. immediately, <laughs> immediately sexism. Exactly. Right. Immediately. He's just like, he's like, see that lady in red. He's just, it's like you say, she's yours. It's just yeah, like, all you do is say hi. And she's yeah, yours. Yeah. And, and she makes an appearance later on. She too. does. <laughs> it's just like, she'll, she'll wrap her legs around your head so fast or something like that. Yeah. So tight. He's like, well, I'll be 
be sure to stay away from her. <laughs> it's just like jokes right over your head. So Once good. these things start coming in and he starts like playing in the adult world, it's just everything's <laughs> over his head. Everything. And so, I'll be sure to stay away from her. Uh, I, I love it. I, I, my, one of my favorite things is when he, he gets his first payday. And he's like, he's just like, he's just $187.30? He's like, yeah, they really screw you, don't they? <laughs> it's just like, and so I did the math. Uh, apparently in 1988, uh, $187 is approximately $417. Wow. Okay. okay. That's, that's the inflation. Okay. Okay. So, so my, the, the funniest thing to me is that. He, he gets so excited about this. Billy comes into town and they just go blow it. Of course. <laughs> it's just because he's still, they're still kids. Yeah, and they're just like, they're just blowing on food and bullshit so and silly good. string and like stupid glasses and like all this fun stuff. I assume better cable because Billy Idol and MTV, you know. Like. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you. The, Mo, Mo. <laughs> the most money I ever would have had at any given point as a 13 year old would have been like, Twenty dollars, right, yeah. right, and that was amazing. I lived, dude. I lived for a month at a time on, on like three hundred dollars in college, you know. So like four, four, the equivalent of four hundred dollars, <laughs> yeah. As a thirteen-year-old, yeah. yeah, unbelievable. It, it, exactly. Well, speaking of college, when when he's at the job interview and uh, he's like, "Where'd where'd you go again?" He's like, "Oh, uh, George Washington." He's like, "Oh, GW." <laughs> <Did you>? <laughs> yeah, every morning. <laughs> And no one raises any eyebrows at all of any of these responses. I also read uh, John Lovitz did not think this was going to be like anything at all. I right. just thought this was some stupid ass movie. Yeah. And he, he showed up, collected his paycheck, and apparently he was written into more parts as the movie went along, but he got super sick. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. He just, oh, wow. and he just said, oh, whatever, like, who cares? They'll yeah. still pay me. And then after the movie came out, he was pissed because he's like, damn it. That yeah. been, that was I could have been this movie way more than that. By the way, as it goes on, um, we see him again after he's been at this hotel thing for a while, like this nightly hotel. You know what flap I mean? Flap house. Flap house, That's yeah. That's what they call it. Is that what it is? It okay. just says New York City flap house. Flap house, okay. And like, so he's been here for a while and like, he's just sitting there and again, doing what a kid would do. And he just has the option. He's just eating the frosting out of the middle of Oreos, and throwing the cookies, and away. throwing the cookies away. And then, and then he shuts off the TV that he's watching some sort of like cowboy action city. Fl- I don't know what it ever. <laughs> oh, I, th- I think it's actually the French connection. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's watching this and he shuts it off and it's still going outside. <laughs> and now he's <laughs> not scared. He's, anymore. But he's not scared anymore. He's used to it. He's like, he's, he's grown. He's yes. already starting to grow uh, as an adult to, to go back a little bit at, at, from that scene. Uh, those juxtaposed scenes that you're talking about when he's uncomfortable in the first, when he first gets there, whatever the, somebody yelling out and outside in the payphone and stuff like that. It's a one shot and it's a pretty long shot, which was just really impressive. Uh, and it really, really like makes you think about how that would be like being alone as a 13 year old in a you know, disgusting flop house. Yeah. I mean like his performance there even, and the, it's a wide shot and he's, Maybe maybe ten feet away from the camera, just sitting sitting in a chair, you know, biting his nails, like you know, putting his hands between his legs and stuff like that. Uh, the emptiness of that shot with just him and that and gunshots going outside is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I I, I was watching. I'm like, this is really intense. And yeah. and then the scene just fades out. It's terrifying. It really is. But at the same time, he didn't even put the sheets on the bed, so at least he'll get his <laughs> deposit back. <right>? So <laughs> at least he's got that going for him. <laughs> the hundred eighty seven dollar check coming in. Close. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 
the the lady when they when they go to uh, uh, find out where this uh, machine is, I don't know why the line has always stuck with me, but. When she's like, you need to fill the, fill these out in triplicate. I'm like, where's triplicate? Yeah. <laughs> I look at him like, is, it makes no sense. Is it triplicate? In, is there a triplicate in New York? Is there a triplicate <laughs> yeah. Wisconsin? Well, I don't somewhere? understand. And, and it's it's threes. You guys, you finally figured it out on this last watch. It's it's in threes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't leave this uh, we can't leave this section of the movie without talking about the iconic piano scene. Uh, Sean, you obviously talked about it earlier. That was something that they actually performed. Uh, they performed Heart and Soul, which I just found out that was the name of the song that everyone knows how to play on the piano. Right. And then they went into chopsticks. But I also read that that, that was a toy you could buy. You could buy those electric pianos. Yeah. Um, but they made like a three times the size version just for this yeah, movie. So that, made for it, so that two people could be on it. Because wow. mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of disappointed people that went out and bought that uh, for the upcoming Christmas and then said, <laughs> this is three foot long. Where, where's the really long one I can slide down like Tom Hanks does? My foot can't even fit on one key. What the hell's going on? Uh, yeah, Robert Loja, one of my favorite like B actors. He, he shows up in a lot of 80s movies. He's in, he's, ton. He's in uh, Scarface. He might as well be like an honorary general of the United States Marine Corps. Yeah. He's yeah, just that guy. He, yeah, <laughs> and Independence Day. Yeah, yeah exactly. uh, yes, he is. But also, I think we are introduced to um, uh, Elizabeth Perkins uh, as well, who plays the Susan Lawrence, Susan, Susan. The, the love interest, and John Hurd. Um, Which is his name is Paul Davenport. Paul what Davenport. a perfect name for him. <laughs> what a douchey, douchey name. Douchey oh, name. Man. Um, yeah, John Hurd's actually like I. Watching these two movies, well, Home Alone and this movie, he plays Peter McAllister, not in Lethal Weapon. Of course. Mm. Um, ah, ah. But Kevin McAllister's dad in Home Alone, and that's like the only two movies that I associate him with. Yeah. But I started digging into um, like a lot of 70s movies in the, in the past few years, and he is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant fucking actor. He's in movies like... Um, Cutter's way. He plays like a, a really grizzled, bearded, long-haired, uh, really? one-eyed like war veteran, and cool. he's really, really powerful in it. Uh, and also, um, in Martin's, my favorite Martin Scorsese movie, um, After Hours. My favorite Martin Scorsese movie. Implore everyone to check it out. But uh, yeah, really brilliant actor. Uh, and then just kind of you know did these bit parts in the eighties and stuff like that. And then uh, I think he's dead he's, now. He's great in this movie. Yeah, I think he died actually recently. But oh, yeah, that's too bad. Oh man, well, a really great actor. I had a before we move on. I had a really now that you mentioned Elizabeth Perkins. I had a really weird aha moment when I was watching it this with this rewatch. Um, I've always I'm a huge Stranger Things fan. I would always look up Millie Bobby Brown. And be like, what else was she in? And of course she was in nothing that I've seen. And I always, I'm just looking at her face going, she looks like someone, Elizabeth Perkins. They look their, their face. They look exactly like, and I know for a fact that I was thinking of Elizabeth Perkins when I was looking at Millie Bobby Brown going, how do I know? How do I know her? Sure. And I, I looked it up. They're not related. Oh no. Can you believe that? <laughs> I can't. She's British. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Since since we're on the uh, subject of Susan, um, when they first run into each other, it literally in the hall, um, yeah. he runs into Robert Loggia and everything. Papers go everywhere. Classic, classic trope of an office world. Yep. Um, papers go everywhere. He's like, I'm just trying to get through. He's like, oh, good. A little hustler. See, there's nothing wrong with a little hustle around here. And boss is taking notice of him already. But then he, she's helping pick up the papers and he looks down her, her blouse <laughs> and sees, sees like her bra and stuff and that's a callback to what like Billy was talking about in the beginning when the boys are being boys like swear to god like she'd been over and he could look right down flowers and everything and he (laughs) sees like it's just like he's just 
reverting to that 13-year-old kid. Like, <laughs> still is 13. He's just still 13. He just can't help himself. He's just, it's, it's hilarious. It was just like a perfect callback for, for the beginning of the movie. I, I wondered, are they, are they making Susan like the... She's fucking her way up to the... I think they kind of are. So. They, I think we'll get to it, yeah. but I, there's a few instances that I'm kind of like, oh, Susan, uh-huh. Which is fine. You know, do you. I, like, whatever. You do you. It was a tough world back then oh, for yeah, women in absolutely. the office. And she, I, I think she even um, has a line in here or something like that. Like, I would never get anywhere or something. I, I think she did say that, yeah. Um, I like when... Uh, he he is in the meeting ta- or talking about the uh, toys or and whatever. He's like, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> he's like, Oh, he is vicious. Because <laughs> oh. what what do they? Is it the skyscraper? It's yeah, a skyscraper. Yeah, yeah. So and, what does and, it do? I don't get it. <laughs> well, it's a building turns into a robot. What's like, fun about that? Wasn't there uh, like maybe like a bug or something that could be turned? <laughs> oh, a bug! A bug would be a good. And those idea. actually are toys now. Like, yeah, the transformers, the transformers Insecta- is- insectobots or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also like when he's like, uh, he's he's here one week and he's now he's vice president and it happens just like that. I was like, yeah, it actually happened just like that. Yeah, it was just like that. <laughs> and I hear they gave him Bob's off. Bob's off. Bob's <laughs> office is bigger than my office. <laughs> Well, and there was another classic line from Billy uh, after after he got the promotion to vice president. Um, he was telling Busy, he goes, I'm the vice president. And Billy goes, what does that mean? Like, if the president dies, you take over? <laughs> kind of like like, pre- like presidential yeah, vice president. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. I think so. <laughs> that's got to be a real job somewhere, right? Like, that's got to be a real job. Like, a vice president of, like, product development, like, research and things it's, like I'm that. I'm sure it is. Somebody gets paid to do that the job. The best job on the entire planet? <laughs> like, I mean, sure. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's got to be real somewhere. It has to be. I feel like Josh is only um, adding fuel to the fire of his mom because he calls and says and implies that he's been kidnapped and says he's just fine. He's having he's having a good time here. Uh, and, and like she she has to like has to be confirmed. So he has to has to do the song. In the corner of my mind. Memories. <laughs> But like how fucking that cruel can terribly you terribly cruel and frightening. Oh my god, that's the first thing that came to your mind is like, oh, I'll just pretend I'm kidnapped. Yeah. That, no. Well, and why they have to be assume the police has to be assuming that he's been kidnapped, right? So this becomes an FBI matter, I believe. Uh, you would think. Why are we not tapping phones? We're going to assume right. that ransom phone right. calls are going to be made at some point. No, but there's no cop. Dad it's, has already left. The mom yeah. is by herself. It's a missing white kid in the New York suburbs. Yeah. The the planet should be shutting down. <laughs> he did make it on some milk boxes, some milk cards. He did make it. That's, that's, that's the that's best it. mom could do. It's all they could afford. Slap his face on a milk yeah. carton. That'll do it. If this was any other movie, they would definitely be tapping the phones, and, and the <laughs> FBI would be giving the go-ahead to answer They'd the phone. They'd be getting Mel Gibson in there, and he'd be saying, Give me back my son! <laughs> yeah. Give me back my son! Jason Statham would have definitely made yep. an appearance anywhere, anywhere else. <laughs> Someone would would have grabbed the phone from his mom and would have been like, I will find you and I will kill yeah, you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but no. Oh. Tom Hanks gets to go do whatever he wants. It's Josh Baskin. Yeah, I mean, uh, just the chopstick scene, the piano scene, yep. just pure cinema. Like, one of the most iconic iconic scenes in movie history. You can't get much better than that. It's hard. It's hard to... It w- I imagine it's hard to... We've learned it's hard to write a movie and get it approved anyway and have right. people be be happy about it. But I can't imagine what it would be like to have to... It's like writing that one song 
that lives on forever. Sure. Like, how do you make that perfect scene to not only write it and then have the perfect acting and the perfect filming to make it just live on forever? Well, just like in our movie last time, uh, Beetlejuice, where this, the dinner table scene, the Deo scene. Yeah, episode two, same uh, thing. It is an iconic scene, probably what that movie is mostly known for besides uh, Michael Keaton's performance. And it's a detour in the story. It doesn't have to do that musical scene. This movie is the same shit. It doesn't have to do this scene. It, it takes time to develop Tom Hanks and Robert Loge's uh, chemistry and like gets him the job basically. Uh, but then, I mean, like I'm, like I'm saying it just, it doesn't need to be there, but it is. And we're all the better for it. Exactly. I, they could have easily cut that scene. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. It, and I, I assume that these scenes like work really good with test audiences and, yep. and they, that's why they have them in there. But I don't know, man, like that's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing when, th when these movies take these detours and they become these iconic scenes. Yeah. They, I mean, they could have bonded over anything. You're right. You know, like they could have found anything. He was bonding with random kids in there playing laser tag. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? What's your name? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what's yours? Like, <laughs> and, and if we put this into modern day era, someone would have been super creeped out by an yeah. adult playing in a Very toy true. store. And, Absolutely. Yeah, but not back then, not the eighties. Yeah. No, it's I uh, no, not at all, man. <laughs> this is just what people do. Apparently. Well, and oh my gosh, like uh, let's uh, this toy store, just like in Home Alone 2 or something, dude, these massive toys. FAO Schwartz. I just want to know more about these things that exist in these worlds. We didn't have those. <laughs> Apparently, Robert Loge's character is based off a real um, uh, CEO of yeah. FAO Schwartz. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Moving, <laughs> moving along. With the promotion, his larger salary enables him to move into a spacious luxury apartment, which he and Billy fill with massive amounts of toys. He soon attracts the attention of Susan Loris, a fellow Macmillan executive. A romance begins to develop, much to the dismay of her ruthless former boyfriend and co-worker Davenport. Josh becomes increasingly entwined in his adult life. His ideas become valuable assets to Macmillan toys. However, he begins to forget what it's like to be a child and his tight schedule now means that he never has time to hang out with his best friend in the entire world. Billy, I was a little confused in one scene. You got Davin, Paul Davenport and Susan Lawrence living together and like having breakfast. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like the next scene, she leaves with Josh Baskin and like tries to hook up with him. It says former boyfriend, but I, I got the idea that they were like living together, yeah. dating and then yeah. Baskin just takes over. Right. Well, because like, well, in uh, after the fight scene when um, they, they play the, was it uh racquetball racquetball? It's like pickle bar or uh, yeah. Yeah. Racquetball. <laughs> pickle bar. It's pickleball or <laughs> like pickle bar, pickleball. <laughs> it's like a pickleball, racquetball, some sort of game. That yeah. They played. Pickleball? Pickleball. You, you don't pickleball? pickleball for? No, I haven't. Oh, See, thank this you. is a real thing. This is, yeah. Oh, shit. Fuck me. It's then. the paddles. It's the paddles. <laughs> it's paddles oh, okay, balls. okay. Yeah. I know that. I didn't know it's called fucking pickleball. Well, get, get over yourself, all right? Check, <laughs> check your shit at the door <laughs> and then just move we on. We established in the last episode that you're not an athlete and you don't care. Okay? So move along. <laughs> shit. Fucking roast time. <laughs> um, but uh, when, they, when they do have the fight, goddamn. <laughs> this is the scene where she says, uh, I I don't get like a lot of respect being a woman, right? Right, and, and trying to make her she way opens up at that part in the city, yeah. And I that redeemed her entire character for me, just because not not that like sleeping your way to the top is is a terrible thing. I'm just saying like I wanted more for her because I like her, and uh, that that line right there just like cemented like because even like Penny Marshall directing this movie, I'm just like, why would you have that right. character? 
do that. You know, like you, you should want to empower that kind of thing. She comes off very, very slutty. Like oh, she doesn't give a shit. She's just, oh, here's the new guy. I'm going to go sleep yeah, with right, the new right. guy. But then that sort of brings her back around into a like. There's nothing character. else she can do. Yeah. And it was totally right for the time. Uh, and I really like the scene. But then what Josh is like, uh, why are you so nice? And right then and there, she is Niagara wet for him <laughs> and drops John Hurd. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's, it's true. It's like the moment, the moment she sees the opportunity, she goes for it. And this is why I like looking, read, like watching this back. You're just kind of taken aback by her character overall, honestly, because you're like, yeah, she's not doing anything ethical here. One. And she's, she's really throwing herself at, at, at Josh, mm-hmm. like Flat especially out. during the party and we're the going ride home. That's, just throwing herself and obviously he's oblivious to it completely 100 percent. no like of course he is but like throughout this whole time you you really got to like take notes on like everything that she is doing (laughs) it's bad man it's really bad she 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 did she's just like she's with John Hurd. Co- yeah. Correct. It says former boyfriend, but yeah. clearly they're still living together. She is with John Hurd because eventually she goes back in and she says she drops off all his stuff mm-hmm. yep. and asks for, and I want my key back too. And he says, okay, yeah. Like, well, I don't even know where this is coming from. And you're just kind of like, yeah, I kind of don't either. <laughs> just yeah. like, what I'm the hell's going on? And he, he lists off all these people that. Yeah. Golding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. believe you brought up Golding. I can't believe you brought up Golding. <laughs> I'm just another link in the chain. I uh, I really you find I found some some serious disdain for her character. I, I agree. In, in the rewatch of this man, it's it's a really shitty position because we are three men talking about. <laughs> of this. course, we really don't 100%. know what it's. Like. But like, yeah, it, it is implied through the movie, through the story. It feels like, but then that line redeems it for me. I, I, that's all I can say about it. She yeah. does. She does come around, and I I'd be remiss if we didn't go back to the to the racquetball, pickleball, okay. pickleball. Another <laughs> version of Josh squash or whatever squash. that's what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> call it squad. Is that real? Are you guys fuck with me? <laughs> oh, it's totally real. Check your shit, bro. <laughs> the. The again showing how Tom Hanks can. There's two scenes in this whole section that shows how Tom Hanks can portray being a child, but as an adult, like when oh, he's yeah. switching the racquetball yes. from hands. <laughs> like if me and Sean, if me and you got in a fight over racquetball, <laughs> we would both immediately give up and be like, "Fuck you, I'm out of here." Why are we doing this, man? But he's like has to not give this ball. <laughs> right. Like, no matter what, he's not going to give this ball back to Paul Davenport. It's some sort of child principle that <laughs> he holds is. so close. In, a, in like, especially like playing a game. Like yes, like he when, has to. Win is well, yeah. Or like he's he learned a new game. He's excited about. it. He thinks he understands it now. And, he, and then he's like, "Well, you were over the line. That's it's a serve. You can't you can't do that." He's like, "I wasn't over the line. Give me the fucking ball back. <laughs> Give me the goddamn ball, goddamn." <laughs> well, and then that too. And I also read that Tom Hanks improvised the scene where he ate the mini corn on the cob. Right. right. Like that again <laughs> is a completely like something you would never think of, but a young child would be like, "Oh my yeah. god, it's a mini corn." I on did the cob. that. I did that so many fucking times when yes. me and my family went out and got oh, we did. Chinese food or whatever. Yeah, man. Me and Bob time. did that. Me and Bob did that, and it Absolutely. was a joke based on big. Absolutely. But it is something that you would probably do as an adult. Like, why would you think? to put that whole thing in your mouth. You know what I mean? Like, or does he think that because he's big that that's a regular corn on the cob that now looks <laughs> much smaller? Okay, so the party scene. One of my favorite scenes, uh, right off the bat, our establishing crane shot in, in, the, in the party scene is John Lovitz. <laughs> Lovitz begging a woman to smell his neck. <laughs> he's, like, he's like whispering in her ear, like, just smell it. Just smell it. She's like, no. 80s office culture, What is happening? 
he said, yeah, this is, this is where he, he says, uh, what the, the, the French benefits are great. Like that kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. And he's just him hitting on women. And he's like, she's just literally says the, the first thing that's actually said in that bar is I'm not going home with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, good huh. God, John. Hey, just smell my neck. Yeah. And smell it. I, I love, he, <laughs> he comes through with this, uh, in this dull party of, uh, corporate land wherever USA and and he rolls in in this tuxedo that man. he looks like some sort of matador's guardian guardian angel which man. we all would have it's picked out as a child oh my like, god yeah absolutely you're like oh yeah you're supposed to dress up this makes sense it's got sequins <laughs> so it's like <laughs> okay great uh that's what we're gonna do and uh and yeah I I just love how oblivious he is <laughs> to everything but he's taking everything in though yeah it's not because he's oblivious it's because he's like he's just he's taking Learning, in. he's learning yeah. everything. I, I, it's such an interesting scene. He, he does, there's no stigma to him yet because he's he's a, he's a kid. You know, there there's no like oh, I, I should act a certain way. I, I need to do be this. cool. He, yeah, there's none of that. It's just like I'm at a new place. There's people here. There's food. I'm gonna try everything. He's being a kid, and that just goes to to Tom Hanks' performance again. But he starts to like develop those as he gets intertwined in the adult world. That's where right. He starts to become that adult who cares about Tom. I gotta get this project done. I don't have time mm-hmm. for this, and that's where it really takes that turn. Right. You know, like I, when we hit that climax right actually going back going back to susan and kind of her her deal what while she's at this party she's talking to robert loge's character mcmillan who is hammered oh sorry i've been what? paul davenport was paul hammered, davenport was hammered. Well, paul <laughs> davenport hammered, yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh, but she's talking to talking to her boss literally and just is telling her her ideas for the company and loja loja just like literally interrupts her immediately and uh says it's a party. Have a drink. Yeah. Like have a couple <laughs> that I feel like that is like her, why she's got to be this way. Correct. You know, like that is really, I, I was really turned off by that. And that made me like, ugh. I, I mean, I know like, we're going to say this a lot in this podcast, but that's the eighties. <laughs> and and I mean, it's probably still happens a day oh, more often than not, which is not Sad. acceptable whatsoever. But like, yeah, it's a party, but what, Fuck you. I think it, I think there's two sides to that. Like, and it's however you want to, you, you do want to okay. look at it. I do think that there's two sides to that. It's like this guy gets bombarded constantly. And, you know, if Susan is no different to it and trying to find her way up the ladder. Right. And is constantly throwing these things at, at him. And it's like, this is not the time. This is a party. We're trying to relax. We're <laughs> trying true. to have fun. You know what I mean? And I know what you're saying. I absolutely yeah, yeah. know what you're saying, because if that's the case, then yeah, that's, that's, that's bullshit. But at the same time, it's like you know what you got to relax right now if you if you if you made a better impression of just like <laughs> hey like we're having a good time and i'm a good person like cool then we're good right you know? but um I, I think this is one of the, the one big thing about susan that's so redeeming is that she finds out she doesn't have to to do those types of things or be that way when she starts to fall for josh you know what i mean it's his kid josh asked, helps teach josh her helps that. teach her that like like he and he he says and it's his his feelings on her. You're a good person. You know, you're not this way to me. Like and I think it really speaks to like the people who treat Josh like a kid and the people who like like Davenport, like Paul Davenport. Davenport. Um, he's the kind of guy who treats him like a kid. Sure. Hey, come on, get it, get it, get it. Come on, boy. Yeah, come on now. Ah. And like, that's what he does. But everybody else, they start to treat him actually as an adult. They respect him, you know? So I think that's kind of like, that, that was an interesting point to me. And like she doing that, 
um, Susan doing that to him, he kind of treats her back the same way. And that's like what is like redempt. It's, it's a redemption for me. Right. For Susan's character. I see that. So, yeah, I think that's probably the way they're playing it. Mm. It's just like, it's hard to avoid. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I know it. Yeah. Especially with Penny Marshall directing. I'm just like, get, yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we move on, I, I always like to point out the, the jokes that went over my head that I yes. thought were at a small, at a lower level, but they were actually at a very higher level mm. when, when uh, they go back to his loft together and she's going to stay over and yeah. he goes, okay, well then I get to be on top. <laughs> and she's clearly thinking that means something else. Yeah. But myself and Josh Baskin were thinking it meant something completely different yeah. than what she thought that. Meant. Yeah, of course. Top bunk. Top yeah. bunk. Yeah. <laughs> what are you well, talking yeah, about? You I always, always top bunk. If it's your place, you get top, top bunk. <laughs> of course. Me and my brother always called who got top. So <laughs> well, like, <okay. laughs> a, a line that really stuck out. Go, sorry. Going back to the party scene. I think it's like my favorite scene for some reason. It's big <laughs> going back to the party scene when she, when she's talking to him, Tom Hanks, uh, like I love the tux and everything like that. Thank it's you. like, it's a, it's like a wide shot of the both of them. And then it like, she's just like casually saying something and then it cuts to a shot of her, like a close up of her and, and her, her line is, I loved your ideas on the squeaky toy line. <laughs> but like, it's like a really sultry and seductive voice in her eyes are like peering yeah. at him like, I loved your ideas on the squeaky toy line. <laughs> I was like, that, I want that in a gif. I want that in a meme. I want that just like as a text tone for me. <laughs> I loved it so much. That's that interaction before they take off and they go back to his place. Uh, when, he, when they're like, it's beluga. He has uploaded every year, and it's just like, and he has it. He's just, <laughs> he's just not like, even trying to hide it. No, no, not at all. He just, he can't help it. And he's like, can I get a milkshake or something? <laughs> it's just like, and they do, they do go go. They, they end up go, and he's like offering the fries to the driver and stuff. <laughs> and the first time he's ever been in a limo, yeah. she's clearly been in a limo many times. Yeah. Not impressed with it, <laughs> throwing herself at him, just like. You know, trying trying to do something. I'm really vulnerable right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like clicking the locks and the windows. Yeah, and he, he even gets upset at her when they're at, at the loft, and he's like, he touches she's he like touches the model or whatever that he's got going. He's like, oh, I just just I've, I've been working on that. Like, <laughs> aircraft like, carrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, it's just I don't know. There's so many little like little details of this as as he's going through that he he picks up on as a child and a man. I just I don't know, man. It's so it's so brilliant. And when even the entire time, the entire time she is trying to do something, even at the very end, like right. in his shirt or whatever, and like still he just. Jumps on that top bunk. Is <laughs> <laughs> it the mood ring or yeah. the compass ring? The compass yep. ring, yeah, yeah. There's a song that starts playing, and and when they go back to his loft, which by the way, the loft that that was one of the things as a kid that I'm like, that's the I can't look at all these toys they have. Yeah. The sickest loft room, vending apartment. machine that is rigged, and you don't have to put money in. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, like so good. But um, forget me nots by Patrice Russian, uh, Russian. Uh, it's a very famous, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, in Men in Black, that was sampled for um, Will Smith's rendition of Men in Black. It was, here comes the Men in Black. Really? And in this song, it's like, oh, forget me nots. You know? Really? Uh, but fun fact as well, Barry Sonnefeld, who shot this movie, directed that video for Will Smith for Men in Black. Wow. There you go. There you go. Fun facts. Cool. Hmm. Um, that? Take that in your pipe. I have to say, like coming out of all this and stuff, this is, I mean, we're 
Sean, we're here for your favorite part of the movie. This is it. Um, the, like coming out of all this stuff, as he you said, like he's he's becoming an adult. He's becoming more entwined in like his adult life, and and it's it's mixing with his his childesque life, and and like. And then he goes on a date with Susan and then he they come back and like they're they're going to hook up. And it's like it's they like, do hook up. They do. Yeah, they hook up. Oh, yeah. And they go back to her place. And like I just thought it was so funny when like, she, you know, she's she's seductively taking off her shirt and then she flips off the light and then he just flips, <laughs> he flips it right it back, back on. <laughs> He's never seen a pair of Teddy's bear before. Well, he probably has, but not in person. So bear pairs just coming through. The bear pairs. <laughs> Them, the wabos. The, yeah. the yabos. yabos. Yeah. Hashtag yabos. Hashtag yabos. Um, very, very disturbing. <laughs> as as now very disturbing now yeah i mean but i didn't even think it was like sex but i was just like yeah they're they i guess they're gonna go cuddle they're, they're just gonna go look at each yeah, other's no chests it's it's true like what what did you what did you think as a kid was like even gonna be happening at that point you're just I, like I don't know you're just, just like oh man they're gonna just go hug well oh, hell yeah it, <laughs> it's, i don't he's gonna put his hoo-hoo dilly in her cha-cha oh that's her, it yeah, i still like, call it that yeah I mean, and then <laughs> <laughs> My, my my prostate, as in uh, last episode, was called Dexie or <laughs> Dixie. <laughs> Dixie. Um, yeah, it, this is this is the moment where it's it's just it, this movie becomes like a question mark in my brain. Like, did we really watch this right? Do are we watching this right now? Is it is it really ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Even when this happens, could you know? this be made now? Could this movie be made now? I don't think so. No, because there'd be too many. Clearly, we're like, this is a movie. And he's like, but now he's big. And like, but now I don't I just don't think so. I don't think that scene can happen. I mean, they're like 13 going on 30. I haven't seen it, but that like they kind of are are playing on that. But no, no, not not these days whatsoever. I mean, uh, I don't know. We we can get to it. It's it's my my more more of the comments that I have are at the end when when we'll get there. We'll get there. there. But um, first off, uh, when. Billy's at the uh, restaurant with him, the Italian restaurant, and they're mm-hmm. doing the happy birthday thing for him. I wonder what he wishes for when he blows out the candles, because it, it's like, so what you w- or what are you gonna wish for? And it's a big pause, and he kind of smiles at Billy, and then just blows out the candles. It makes you kind of wonder, like, what is he wishing for? I think he got his wish in the next scene, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I think he did. I think he did. I think uh, he my did. wish is that Billy never comes around ever again. <laughs> which, I'm an adult which makes now. me sad because I can I can tell Billy now because they've had so much fun together. Like yeah. there's a montage of now. them just fucking around and getting toys and you know uh, balloons full of water uh, on the moving guys and shit. He's not he's he's not only his best friend, but he's become a father figure to Billy it, because he's big and and especially when he starts to become more of an adult, like after he had sex, because apparently when you have sex, you're immediately, immediately like responsibility. Yep. This, that, that, um, bills. He, he kind of, you know, snaps at Billy, like, like a father, like he yep. says, yep. I think he says the F word to him. He's like, Hey, you know, like a, like a dad would. And it's like, it, it really comes across as like a dad scolding his son. But I think it, it's also, I can see it in, in Billy's face where he's just like, yeah, I, I kind of see you as a dad now, like kind of a father figure. And it's kind of sad to me. And yeah. Billy's, Billy's like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, fun fact about the, the fuck from Billy is there are only three notable films that were rated PG that had an F word in it. And we've already touched on two of them. Beetlejuice, <laughs> wow. 
Uh, or sorry, there's four. Then that's right. So Beetlejuice, Big, Spaceballs, and Caddyshack Two. Oh, wow. They were all rated PG with an F bomb in it. Is that right? Yeah. I did. Wow. Damn. Pretty crazy, huh? Fucking Jared Russian. All right, so moving on, McMillan asks Josh to come up with proposals for a new line of toys. <laughs> he is intimidated by the need to formulate the business aspects of the proposal, but Susan says that she will handle the business end while he comes up with the ideas. Nevertheless, he feels pressured and longs for his old life. It's coming back around. When he expresses doubts to Susan and attempts to explain that he is really a child, she interprets this as fear of commitment on his part and dismisses his explanation. Josh learns from Billy that the Zoltar machine is now at Seapoint Park. He leaves in the middle of presenting the proposal to McMillan and the other executives at the park. Josh finds the machine, unplugs it and makes a wish to become. I'm going to I'm going to assume little. He said, I'd like to be little, but he says to be a kid again. He is then confronted by Susan, who seeing the machine and the fortune it has given him realizes that he was telling the truth. She becomes despondent and realizing their relationship is ending. He tells her that she was the only thing about his adult life that he wishes would not end and suggests that she use the machine to wish herself younger. She declines, saying that being a child once was enough and takes him home. After sharing an emotional goodbye with Susan, he becomes a child again. He says goodbye to Susan one last time before reuniting with his family. And he's He was a child as an adult, and now he's an adult adult, and now he's like, nah, I, I'm, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. He, just, he, he topples over. He takes that he takes that little uh, <laughs> montage trip down not so much of a memory lane for him uh, going through and they're seeing uh, class photos being taken, kids yep. playing in the park, yep. riding mm-hmm. bikes yeah, and yeah. doing all these things. And that music there, too, is really somber mm. and. He, he he looks he looks like everything he wasn't or shouldn't have been anyways when he's walking through the streets with that damn trench coat on yep. and the, yep. the suit and the big tie and like you're just <laughs> like man like you are you're 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 that person now and yeah the the realization that if he if he continues on he's just not going to have these things yeah well and and uh to Susan too uh just kind of blinds blindsiding her uh when he's telling her the idea of the electronic comic books or yeah. whatever and she's like well how do you how do you feel about me like what what is this you know uh and in true guy fashion right fellas yeah he just throws comic books at her yeah doesn't say a word and it's not <laughs> talked about ever again you know what you know what no I've, i'm you don't just get to do that. Hey, I just told you my idea. Let's make it all about me. I'm Susan. You know what? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to sugarcoat it here, boys. Oh, what about me? We're just having Pizza Hut. We're drinking wine. We're talking comic books and work. And we're just having a grand old time. Now you got to make it all about you, Susan. I just feel like you, you're in my apartment. I'm, I'm fucking you. Like, I'm yeah. letting you fuck me. Like, what? what why, uh, I don't know why. Well, I'm be ju- like- I just told you my idea and you don't think it's good enough? Or do you think it's good enough? Is I it not good enough? Straight up told you I love your idea. Okay, well, then let's keep riffing on this why we got to talk about us i just wanted i can we just get some sort of structure i just need we need ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, paper cuts comic books comic books comic books <laughs> that, i mean that that's like think about it so i i was like i was wondering why no one's billy's been the only one that's believed josh's mom wouldn't believe him like why yeah. does she how could you ever believe that that could be the most like unbelievable excuse to dump someone <laughs> like, like that's <laughs> clearly happened to her. Like, oh, no, sorry. I'm actually a little kid and I just made this wish and now I got to go home. And then she could drop him off 
and then he could just b- disappear forever. But don't you wish at sometimes some relationships in your life that you could have used that excuse? <laughs> like, God, I just wish this person would cheat on me so I can get it done. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's one that comes up for me, and that's really harsh. <laughs> if I could just say, hey, I'm actually a little kid. <laughs> Try it so, sometime, and then we'll make we'll yeah, print this old time machine. See, there's, one, know, man. Cool, cool. there's one in your bar that you go to, so there you go, man. <laughs> but yeah, I I just found it amazing that she actually believed him. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, she's got to at this point. She, she has to, right? We got to end this movie at some point. And and I also did uh, read that the script called for a kiss on the lips. Oh, in wow. the car, and they and Penny Marshall changed it at the end. It's like, nope. Now, now that we know what we know now, there cannot be a kiss on the lips. That's the so only redeemable, okay. redeemable thing that that makes this uh, the less creepy as it could be. It because, does. Like, I mean, if we're if we're going to if we're seeing him walk away at, at this point, like literally. Right in front of her eyes, turns into a 13-year-old, and she smiles. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Doesn't puke. Doesn't even gag. There's no cops that come for her. <laughs> there's no FBI. There's no nothing. She, she's just like, yeah, I guess that was a thing. Well, and they even kind of do their math uh-huh. in their head about like how old, like how right. old he is, and like, well, I can wait, I can wait a little while, but then I'll be this old. It's like, wow. Maybe you should hold on to my number. It's like, oh, <laughs> I don't like that comment. Don't, <laughs> let's let's eject that. I don't, don't like that at all. <laughs> well, didn't you say was this you, Sean? You said there was an alternate ending planned. Yeah. So that made me kind of like, woo. Yeah. I was it, like, it's I'm, it's kind of interesting. Uh, so. There's an there was an alternate ending or yeah well an alternate ending not a sequel um uh, or like a tacked on ending like a you know like after the credits kind of thing um where Josh uh being 13 again and and back to his normal childhood is in his classroom um learning whatever he learns and the teacher announces that there's a new student and she says uh, everybody want to introduce you to Susan, Susan Lawrence. Lawrence. And, it's and she implied, walks in and she's 13, right? And it's implied that she went to the Zoltar machine and and turned into a 13-year-old for That's Josh. kind of a cool... I kind of like that. It's kind of cool. It's like, yeah. It's no. like disturbing behavior when the when the kid walks... Uh, never mind. No, I, yeah, no, <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> no, I, I kind of like that idea. And I wish, like, I want to, like, make that alternate ending just, just for the fun of it. Because I... I don't know. That is cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Funny enough, on this viewing, I felt, as a kid, I felt, oh, that happy resolve, right? This time, I felt, like, major sadness and resolve at the end of this movie. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we're viewing it with more of a critical eye, but think (laughs) about everything that everyone's gone through. Like, Billy. Billy went through some extremely tough times, and, like, he doesn't have a good family life, and, and he's got his friend back now, but, like, He's probably gonna have he's he's gonna have a tough road ahead of him, mm-hmm. right? Like he's maybe doesn't the family doesn't have the money, and like you can picture they might drift apart, and like you you feel sad for Billy. Mom, there how many unanswered questions are there for this mom? 100%, right now? And Billy could have answered them for her. Billy could have answered all of them when he got on the uh, the walkie talkie when she was cleaning up his phone. Didn't say shit about it. He, he could have just been like, hey, like yes, he is actually that guy that came to your house. Like seriously, yeah. But they didn't do it, and like does Josh? finally explain this or does do they have to live with this like okay no i was kidnapped and now josh has to live this lie moving forward about what happened he's going to get interviewed by police right yeah he has to keep lying think about dad dad clearly is an alcoholic now in an alley somewhere he's left he's left the family (laughs) we've proven that susan has slept with the 13 year old and will never be able to love again no No. and like josh i mean his dad's probably like hey there's a vice president 
opening at McMillan Toys. I think I'm going to snag that. I think I might snag <laughs> right, that. Right, you might. Sounds like that, a solid gig. that job opening. But then the thing about Josh, like, he's going to go on to live, like, his best life. He, he, he found out that adulthood is not, it's all, not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> so now he can really enjoy his childhood. But that's traumatic as shit. Yeah. Like he knows too much. Yeah, I know. And he's going to need some therapy. Like yeah. this is just, I feel like he live, everything could have resolved itself had he not made that stupid wish. Mm-hmm. And now he's fucked up so many lives. Am I, am I looking into deep? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, good. Perfect. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think you're being extremely rational and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I think as far as Billy goes to me, like because of that, like father figure kind of outlook, I think, I think Billy has a, a little bit easier time of going with it because maybe if something happens within the family, um, Josh can maybe take over and right. be like, Hey man, just come, come over to my house. We I can, know how to we do can, some stuff. We can hang out. You know, I feel like that may be kind of a con- consoling thing for Billy, but you're right. I don't know about Josh. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, he knows how to have sex now. Not, I know. not there's, hey, there's he's not, got that confidence though. Now to go and hit Cynthia Benson, Cynthia Benson is <laughs> small potatoes shit. at this point, man. All right. right. So, I mean, he, he can't drive, but you know, he, he can drive, he you know drives. what I mean? He drives. <laughs> but on, and halfway, you think it's going to work well for him because yeah. he knows to appreciate what he has now. Cause adulthood's not that great, but I just think he's going to have some problems. I think he's going to, he's going to be an asshole. I think he's going to miss out. He's, he's going to be shooting for the stars for some VP job that he certainly can't get in the near, in any future of his. <laughs> only futures and toys. That's a that's a that's a harsh market. Yeah, I'll tell you that. There ain't no way he's getting a job that fucking is no, same like no. that. There ain't no bars of a made up rap song that you can <laughs> console yourself with. Um, Shirley, walking down the street. And I, could, yeah. I could do it. And apparently, Tom Hanks made up that rap. By the way, no, I heard that was from something. Maybe not. No, he. I, I, I read that he uh, made it all up and just kind of improved it. Damn. I know. I love that rap. Hell of a rapist. No, that's Susan. Oh, no. Oh, that, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for tuning in, everybody. We've had a great time with these four episodes. We're, we're now canceled. Oh, that was really good. So, okay. So, so we've, we've ended the movie. We've shown that I am now, I am now feeling strange about it. We've shown that Sean has some, vi- some vile things to say. Oh. <laughs> Like what? What is that? It? I mean, is there anything else to talk about before we get into this 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 wrap up rating? I feel bad for Mrs. Patterson or Miss Patterson. Her life's never gonna be the same. That Mm-mm. no one questioned why Billy was walking in and out of his office. Why? Why a little uh, redhead kid in New York is walking in and out of a forty year old's office? Uh, never questioned. You know, there's there's a lot of unanswered questions, and I believe our characters have a lot to uh, ponder on. They do, right? Sean, what's your what's your new rating? I mean, you you came in at a strong eight. Now reviewing this, dissecting it. Where, where's your modern day? Uh, what's your modern day rating? I I think I'm at a solid nine. Uh, nine. Out You've of, increased. I think so. Yeah, nine out of ten. I I really love this movie. I I mean, all of its problems and everything like that for me uh, just kind of add to the fuel. I love the conversation we had with everything with within this movie. It's funny. It's funny to look back on. I mean, it's not funny, but. In this fantasy world, it is funny to look back on a fictional movie that that has these things in it, you know. Um, Tom Hanks' performance is is really fucking great. I think it's one of my favorite things he's, he's ever done, and he's done so many great things. Uh, and like I said, Billy is it is the MVP, is the underdog MVP of this movie, and I think he should have got some accolades. But if know. he would have, maybe he'd still be around acting. Yeah, know? maybe. But he didn't do much else. What about you, AJ? 
Um, I started off about six and a half, seven. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna be, ring it in at a solid seven and a half. Great movie. I, I really enjoy this movie. I watched it three times in preparation for this episode. <laughs> nice. And and every single time I I heard something new along the way. Mm-hmm. Actually, so I and I feel like I can still do that. And that's one of the things I really like about movies like this and from this era is you fi- you constantly find things you're picking up on new things, and I really like doing that. Um, and, you know, you look at it with today's critical eye and everything. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> some things they may not be able to get away with. But at the same time, like the story is there. And you can't you can't tell me that that every every other guy, uh, every every little boy who was out there was just like, nice. <laughs> just nice. Like, it's like, yeah, all Touch, right. Touching the boobs. Hey, nice. Hey, all right. Uh, man. You can't tell me he didn't tell Billy about that whole experience. Oh, so. That's the first thing they talked about. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I'm going to go with a seven, 7.5. Um, that's my solid rating for big. All right, I was I was gonna drop down from an eight to a seven based on those last things I told you about. Where like I just I'm just not feeling comfortable for anyone's future <laughs> yeah. moving forward here. It's not happy. Yeah, but I also was gonna raise up to a nine because the more I thought about it, like this is the ultimate psychological movie. We all as kids want to be older, right. like we want to be older and we want stuff and we want to be able to drive and be taller. But then as adults. We all want to be younger again. That's yeah. where the nostalgia is. Like, yeah. may, maybe it wasn't so great as a kid, but we like think it was, and we want to go back to it. So, like, the grass is always greener, and like this movie really shows that. Like, no matter what, you could have got your wish, and it still wouldn't have been great. Yeah. So that's amazing to me. So I'm gonna take that seven and nine and just stay right where I was. I'm an eight. I'm gonna stay right where I was. Right on. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I love there it. You go. I love your. I love the your end cap you had. You there. like that? The yeah. Reasoning, I've yes. been working on it. Uh, well, well, wonderful. Good. I didn't read that verbatim from well, my screen. Per- well performed. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody playing at home, uh, that wraps up big. Uh, in two weeks, our next episode, episode number five, we will be shifting into Christmas movie season. <laughs> Finally, AJ. <laughs> AJ put up with the Spookies <laughs> Halloween season. We skipped over yeah. Thanksgiving. We're going straight to Christmas. We're going to start with the all-time classic, The Santa Claus. Yeah. Spelled differently <laughs> than <laughs> I didn't know as a child. Yeah. We'll talk about that. With Tom Hanks being America's dad, Tim Allen being America's step uncle. Drunk step uncle. Yeah. Uncle, <laughs> uncle <laughs> so, you kind of want to hang out with. I agree. So carve some time, watch that episode, or sorry, watch that movie in your spare time, and join us for episode five. But AJ on the way out, tell us uh, what everybody can do to subscribe and follow us. Oh, yeah. Make sure you guys, uh, whatever platform you are listening on right now, you don't even have to stop listening to the episodes at any point in time. You can just go rate and review our show and leave us a comment. We'll read it on air uh, at the beginning of, of each episode where we love reading the reviews and uh, and pining over them. So make sure you do that on whatever platform you're listening on. That could be uh, Apple Podcasts. That could be Spotify. It could be CastBox, Stitcher, or any other platform out there that you would be listening to uh, for a podcast. Um, social media, Twitter, you can find us anywhere. Uh, it's, it's uh, confused be fast for Twitter. Uh, and then, uh, Instagram, Facebook, confused breakfast at confused breakfast, facebook.com slash confused breakfast. Yeah. Look at that. Mm. What about you, Shawnee boy? Where can hey, we find you? You can find me at Sean Pro two three seven on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you want to find me on Facebook, you can do that as well. There's some funny videos and I post some stuff and I'll be posting stuff about this podcast cause I like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> 
AJ, what about you, man? You can find me anywhere on online or on social media. It's AJ A Y V E N S. AJ Benz. You know, I'll finally break the veil here. Oh. Uh, you can you can only find me on Instagram. Hey, Mikey Schulte. Because all I post is black cat photos. So there it is. He's all it he's is. got uh, uh, not Thackeray Binks. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not, not yeah, Thackeray not, Binks. not Binksy on uh, on his Instagram. Well, and I also just started a TikTok where all I do is talk about political things. Because hell yeah, uh, man, I love politics. politics just got a rant dope. in your car about <laughs> rant, nothing. Rant, yeah. So you should listen to me. Just joking. <laughs> you just wear Oakleys and sit in your truck all day and just rant about. <laughs> and then when you're not wearing your Oakleys, you still are because it's sunburnt on you. <laughs> That's exactly. Drink Monster and rock stars all. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we're so grateful that you guys are tuning in. This is a lot of fun for us. So uh, we'll see you next time. Share this with some friends. Okay, bye. Bye now. Bye. truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.